Welcome to the Speak Your Peace Podcast. My name is Ian McNaughton, Big E here. Joining me today is SYP creator Scott. Scott, how are you? Doing well. Hey, we're in the middle of finals, but I got a break now, so let's pod. Let's, uh, run, let's run this shit. We, let's, do, let's get this Let's let's get this dub. Let's get this victory royale here. Uh, to sound more like a nerd. Uh, fun fact, actually, I actually said that to a group of girls when I was at SFU, where they were all uh, like, they're all friends of mine, and they were all sitting at one of the tables, and I approached, like, they saw me and they said hi, and I walked over and I was like, so where are we dropping today, boys? Uh, let's get this victory royale. And I was never more shunned in my life. Um. Do these girls follow the brand? Uh, one of them did. Although one of yeah. them, one of them, uh, in September, no, September 2019, uh, invited me to one of their back to school parties, which is something we can't do now during these COVID times. And I wasn't able to go because I was in Victoria covering the Man Cup. So that Priorities. was, that was a lost, uh, lost cause. Priorities. Anyways. Let's get on with the pod. Uh, we're going to do this. This is Tuesday, December 8th, I believe it is today, whatever the fuck day yeah. it is today. Uh, yeah. We got some NHL news. We got some hockey news. I know. I know. Uh, and it's not the Philip Myers signing with Philadelphia. Uh, we... Overpaid, question mark? Pardon? Over, overpaid? No, he's underpaid. He's a good, he's a good player, man. Ima- imagine overpaying somebody in this economy. Um, Wait a minute. Him and Shabal were OP in the World Juniors a couple years ago. That's fair. That is fair. Uh, the NHL, apparently we are headed for a January 13th start. This is all alleged. Nothing is confirmed. Just reporting what we've heard. January 13th. There's projected to be 56 games in this regular season. It's good. Better than nothing. There is a Board of Governors meeting tomorrow, which is Wednesday, December 9th. And we'll see if there's any uh, any news coming your way. Uh, among that, I'm excited for the January 13th start. I didn't think the uh, Jan 1st start was any more realistic now than it had been maybe two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, 56 games is a weird number. It's all I have time for. Because, again, you have to remember this year they have the Olympics to compete with. Because yeah. those are going to run in, in summer 2021. And those, like, NHL, NBA, even, too, has to be done by mid-July. Really yeah. Especially with the NHL because they got NBC, like NBC does the Olympics uh, for the US TV rights, and the NHL is with NBC with the US TV rights. So the NHL is like, well, we can't be competing with the Olympics on NBC, right? Because, I mean, we all know the, you know, the NHL is going to get bumped for, you know, men's water polo uh, between Serbia and Denmark, right? Most course. That's, that's, that's just what's going to happen. Yeah, of course. Um, another interest, just an interesting note. So Calgary, Edmonton, and Vancouver—they all have uh, AHL teams that are in the states. Apparently, apparently they are going to stay in the U.S. if they do play their season. Those AHL teams, those teams are going to be staying in the U.S., which is kind of interesting in terms of travel and replacing players. I think more of the concern is the Canadian AHL teams. Because, again, there's three or four AHL teams that are based in Canada. Four, I think. There's four, yeah. I think it's Toronto's, Ottawa's, Winnipeg's, no, Winnipeg's and... Montreal's. That's it, right. Montreal's in, is in Laval, I believe. Yeah. 
Toronto is obviously Toronto. Uh, Winnipeg, yeah. Manitoba. Uh, Ottawa, I think it's in Belleville, I think, now. I could be they're wrong. Now, they're now Belleville, yeah. They used to be in Binghamton, which is in New York. Or yes. Out, yeah, New York, yeah. So, um, But now they're up in Ottawa or Belleville area as well. Look, look at us uh, showing off our AHL knowledge. Um, so that'll be interesting to see as well with the, how the American teams work with the Canadian team. I mean, I don't even like the American situation to begin with in Utica. That's a pain in the ass anyways, I would think, if you're a – uh, AHL player having to come to Vancouver in normal times. It's a long trip, bro. It's a like long. Five-hour flight just to play an NHL game. Yeah. Or five-hour five flight eastbound going to uh, the AHL. So literally, literally demotion. So we're kind of doing a baseball thing here, where we're doing a quick season, a fifty-six game season here for the NHL. Um. <laughs> Who do you think benefits out of this the most? Do you think there's a team that can be like the Toronto Blue Jays this year? And I don't know if we're going to have expanded playoffs, but at least sneak into the postseason on a quick season. Is there a team that you like to do that? I hate to say Anaheim, but um, I think Vancouver's going to... You can say Anaheim. So here's... This year's going to be really... This is going to be a very unique year for a lot of reasons. Um... Again, if assuming this again, fans, this is all assuming that this is this game, this season is actually going on, fifty-six game season. Um, I think Tampa's going to win the cup again, based on that short season. Like if it was a full eighty-two, I'd maybe say differently, but because of this short season, it's going to be a sprint to the finish. They're the most, them and Dallas, are the most recent teams to play. Teams like Anaheim, teams like New Jersey, Buffalo, these guys haven't played for almost a whole year. A competitive game in almost a whole year so when you think about that it's kind of like well you know these teams that have been playing a lot great like you know you have a little bit more of an advantage however having said that young teams will have an advantage as well because they're a lot some of the young guys are going to play junior that are in ongoing junior leagues they're going to come up and they're going to be fresh See, see, I wonder with coming into this upcoming season where you have like the Joe Thorntons and the Ryan Getzlaffs of the world who have never, I mean, Thornton's playing over in Switzerland, so it's not like he's getting time off right now. Like, he's still technically playing. But, I mean, yeah. like, they never, like, Joe Thornton never had an extended offseason like that before. Getzlaff has never had an extended offseason like that before. Um, and, I, and I take it Getzlaff is going to have a bigger role with his team than Thornton will. But it is going to be intriguing to see how those kind of players get ready and recover for this upcoming season. You know, I th- you know, there's always two ways to look at things, and I think for those players in particular, they're they've been training all season. It's not like they're just sitting around doing nothing for eight months. Like they got their older guys, they have like big ass mansions, they have like full fitness facilities in cases like this, and I guarantee you, at least one of them's got some sort of like artificial ice that they can like skate on and shoot you know shoot pucks and like stay like sort of like hockey in hockey shape so um it'll be yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens but definitely definitely a different situation this year compared to everything else i think this year is a really important year to have goaltending because like at least if you have one thing at least you have goaltending luckily anaheim has goaltending uh with john gibson I don't know who oh, yeah. your backup's going to be again this year if it's Ryan Murray, or not Ryan Murray, Ryan Miller. Miller's gone. Um, Miller's gone? Okay. I think, I think yeah, I'll have to look at it. 
I'll, let me check into that right now. So okay. I'll kill time here. So because my Detroit Red Wings have improved slightly over the offseason, I think there's a world for my Red Wings where we can probably win anywhere from about 20 to 25 games. Yeah. I mean, just because we have at least a good, not a good, but at least a respectable tandem with Thomas Grice, Jonathan Bernier. Uh, mm-hmm. Our defense has improved. we got Troy Stetcher. Uh, Danny DeKaiser's back. I don't know how great he's going to be, 31, coming off injury. And our forward group is slightly improved. So Detroit, yeah. I can see Detroit. Like, Detroit's a real dark horse, like, outside shot of making the playoffs. You mentioned Stetch as well. He's a good Stetch, piece. Stetch is a nice add. As a, you know, top four, you don't want to probably play top D pair minutes, but if he's on your second... Second pair, yeah. He's a solid second pair defenseman. If you, if, you got him on, if you got him on a second pair with, say, like, Mark Stahl, I'd be happy. Yeah, perfect. Uh, I was going to say, uh, backup goalie for the Ducks is Anthony Stolars, former Flyers goalie. Okay. Um, but my guess is Ole Eriksson Ek, the goalie from Sweden, their prospect. He's probably on his way up quick, along with Zgras and uh, Drysdale. See, the thing with the Red Wings that's going to be really interesting, I think we'll see Sider and Lucas Raymond at some point this year. Uh, I, I think both of those guys will make appearances regardless of how good the team is, um, just because they've been playing hockey this whole time, too. I don't know if you've seen highlights of Sider just banging bodies uh, in the Z zone. Yeah, he's insane. So, I mean... I. I'm not here. I'm not going to make the call that Detroit's a playoff team. I'm not going to make the call that Anaheim's a playoff team. Yeah. But there is a world where one of these young teams can just go and go on a run here and yeah. be a surprise playoff contender. And that's that's the kind of team that's going to be the story this year. It's going to be a young and up and coming kind of young gun type of team that no one expects to make the playoffs, and they just come out of nowhere. So maybe Buffalo. Maybe maybe this is Buffalo's year to make the playoffs. Are you gonna be like SYP creator Keith, and you're just like instead of Columbus, you're gonna be the Buffalo guy? You're gonna be like, go sleep on Buffalo. Buffalo is the uh, no. T- no, 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 <laughs> no, no. I love Jack Eichel, and I love seeing the Eichel versus Matthews debate, if it's even a debate. Um, you know, I I actually one team that I am really interested in. You mentioned Vancouver. Uh, they had a weird off season. With yeah. the loss of Markstrom, with the addition of Holtby, and the loss of Toffoli, and the loss of Stetcher. And Tanev. Uh, and, Tanev. and Tanev. But they picked up uh, Nate Schmidt. So yeah. it's, you know, Vancouver could possibly win this division this year. That's and what it, I'm thinking. I, it, I mean, I'd say their biggest competition is Las Vegas. It's going to be a two-horse race, and Vancouver and Vegas are right at the top of that. Well, I'm really excited just to see the all-Canadian division, how that's going to go. Oh, yeah, it's going to be different now. Yeah, yeah. totally. I mean, with yeah. you have Calgary and Edmonton. I Calgary confuses me. Montreal should be good. Ottawa's going to be shit. I don't know about Winnipeg. This Canadian division is looking really good. It's going to be it's going to be really fun to I I miss uh like Saturday night hockey night in Canada cuz I could use a Toronto Montreal Battle of Alberta doubleheader with some beer and the bros. That would make that would make life great. Yeah, that was 
Yeah, February first last year. Remember that? That was. Uh, was that that was Battle of Alberta? Who was the who? What was the early game? Was that Toronto and Ottawa? Toronto and Yeah, it was Ottawa. It was definitely an all Canadian matchup. That was what a great weekend that was. That was. Um, any other thoughts on the NHL possibly getting back? We might we might get that happening. Any other thoughts on teams? What we might see coming up in the upcoming season? Uh, who do you think is going to be the first to test positive for COVID? Or, or are we going to know that? The first team, like the first team or the first player? Both. How about both? Who, who... Okay, it's going to be a team in Florida. Oh, I was going to say definitely the Panthers. Watch it be, well, no. Watch it be Alex Killorn, Tampa Bay. Ooh, you're calling the shot right now. Right um, now. Just watch. It's probably going to be a team in Florida or a team in, uh, Fucking, what's it called? Um, maybe Dallas too. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my dark horse uh pick uh I'm gonna say team the first major outbreak will be the Panthers, and okay. I'm gonna say my player dark horse Drew Doughty in the LA Kings. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, again, that's again that's up in the air too. Like we can spit out all these teams and names, but there's a real possibility that there's zero cases on any team, even I... like upper staff, like. Could be zero. I wish they went back to bubbles and hubs. It's not, not sustainable. Like you can't, you can't expect a, a player with like a wife and two kids to leave for like six months and not see their kid. Like it's not, it's not happening. You know, if the NHL actually really cared about their players, they would do what the NBA did and make the school like get the online school going for the kids. I mean, I don't know about the rest of the, here in BC. Kids can go to school without wearing masks. And they I, should wear masks, but anyways, okay. No, the, they should. That's another. Okay, that's another rant for myself. Another, yeah, it's a whole other uh, topic. But there. I mean, if the any like, why not? If the NHL actually cared about its players, which they don't, uh, the NHL would be like, sure, we'll you know we'll accommodate your you know your your health and safety. We're gonna you know bring your family. We're gonna play in hubs and bubbles. We're gonna bring your family. We're gonna you know. Create a nice little online school for little Charlie, and we're gonna, you know, make this a good experience for you. Instead, little Charlie's dad is gonna be flying cross country during a pandemic, and he gets to spend three nights in Fort Lauderdale. How does that sound? Pretty lovely. Sound? I mean, hey, Fort Lauderdale's kind of nice in December when you're from Winnipeg. Just saying. You got to admit that's true. Um, I, I the, the worst part about the the Panthers is that they like, are in the exact same situation as the Coyotes, where their arena is in the middle of butt fuck nowhere, and <laughs> they just expect people to go out to their games. It's like, why can't we get more than ten thousand people to come to our games? It's like because you're forty five minutes away from downtown, assholes. That's why you can't get more than ten thousand people to come out to your games. What are your thoughts on Climate Pledge Arena? Uh, that's actually a really good conversation. So, if you don't know, Climate Pledge Arena is the new key arena in Seattle. Which, fun fact, um, they were still calling it Key Arena long after Key had their sponsorship deal with the arena. Okay. So, so like, in 2007, whenever the Sonics left, that was essentially when the Key sponsorship deal with the arena uh, expired 
And then for like 10 years after that, people are still calling it Key Arena. Uh, that is cool. Uh, so Climate Pledge Arena is now the new Key Arena. And Climate Pledge Arena is in partnership with Amazon. And they're working together to create a what is it, zero carbon... Yeah, zero net carbon emission um, arena, which will be the first of its kind in the NHL, I believe. I want to say even North America, but I could be wrong. Probably um, not. Um, it's a really cool idea. I was at the arena about a year ago because I was covering the Seattle Dragons XFL training camp. And I walked because where they were practicing was walking distance from the arena and they were still working on it. And I mean, it looked like it was two years away from being done. And they kept the iconic roof. We didn't know what the name of the team was going to be, but it was busy. And I like the I I don't like the location of the arena. Uh, I don't like the location of where they're going to play, just because it's a pain to get in and out of that area in Seattle, if you're familiar. But I like the idea of climate climate pledge arena. I love the idea that Amazon wants to get involved. I love the idea of trying to create a green positive environment. Yeah. And there's no doubt in my mind that the, Se yeah. the Seattle Kraken team will be successful just because they're following all of the, like, they're, you know, worried about the environment. They're worried about racism. They're, you know, making sure that they have a, a diverse staff of people within their organization. Like, if they're you, following the Vegas footprint really well, which is going to be really cool to see. They're, they're, the, Kra the Kraken are checking off all the boxes, and I am all for it. All, all about the Kraken uh, Crack. success. That'll be good. Very um, good team. I'm excited to see how they turn out as well. They get, they got, they got a really interesting next ten months here, considering that they have the expand, uh, presumably the expansion draft in June, July, and then yeah. they have to field a fucking team in September. Mm hmm. Well, it's been done before. We saw it a few years ago, so. In the middle of a pandemic, that's going to be even cooler um, to see how that goes. Um, we have any thoughts on the arena or the climate pledge or just the Kraken? How well they're doing? Well, you said it wasn't in a good location, but isn't it near the Space Needle? It's pretty close, isn't it? It is. It's with it's all within walking distance. The issue with that is just the accessibility in and out of that area. Like that. Again, like yeah, that. putting putting that rink plus. Uh, was T-Mobile Park and then uh, CenturyLink, all three of those in that same spot. Imagine a game, hockey game on a Sunday. How busy that would be? It'd be nuts. Well, they don't usually schedule events in the like in that area on the same day. Like you I know, you you never. I'm just saying, you like you never have seen a Manners game and a Seahawks game on the same day just because they share parking facilities. I've seen one. Okay, you see, you've seen one. Yeah. Uh, or like the Sounders and the Manners, you hardly ever, unless it's like this, the Sounders are playing at 8 o'clock at, at night and the Manners are playing at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Sure. The thing I don't, here's the thing, there's a lot of, it's a beautiful neighborhood. If you go to where like Climate Pledge Arena is, it's a beautiful mm -hmm. neighborhood. Uh, like the, yeah. the, the Bill Gates and Melinda Gates have their whole uh, foundation kind of headquarters in that area as well. It's in the Queen Anne neighborhood. It's a be beautiful, gorgeous neighborhood. The issue with it is just it's not easy to get in and out of. 
it, it's just a pain in the ass if you want to get in in and out of that area. Um, pardon? As if you're driving your vehicle. Well, that's the only way you don't like the only. They might still be working on trying to get public transit there, but right now the only like there's buses, and the bus system is not as good as it is here in Vancouver at least down there, and yeah. and the only rail system that they have is the monorail that was there fucking thirty forty years ago. They'll probably improve. That. They'll make improvements for that. You would hope sure. so. Um, the the interesting thing too is that the Kraken. Are building. I don't know how well you know the Seattle area, but they're building a practice facility at Northgate, which is before uh, downtown Seattle, which is where the big shopping mall is, and they're building a uh, sound transit station there as well. So okay. I think that was in a price range for about $90 million for that practice facility. Wow. Um, and that's on the north side of downtown Seattle, so it's before you cross the bridge kind of thing. Like yeah, before you, before you cross the bridge. Kind of near you, Doug. Kind of near you, even before you dub. If you're going, so if you're going, um, it's like near Mount Lake Terrace, kind of. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's right. like in that area, ne- nearby, not quite, but nearby. Uh, you go through yeah. the Northgate Shopping Mall, and there's a whole bunch of shops there, and they're building a new. Uh, last time I was down there, in that area specifically, was about a year ago, and they were building Sound Transit down there as well. Um, right. Again, I love the city. I just don't love that area specifically where they're putting the arena. Um, I would rather them build a new arena where they have all the other stadiums, or if they put an arena in Bellevue where all the like the real like major businesses are, that's cool too. But that's just a that's just me nitpicking. Anyways, uh, I want to talk about some World Juniors with you for a little bit. Uh, yeah. We haven't we haven't got our World Juniors preview on now. We're probably going to do that. I would say in a few weeks because we got the World yeah. Juniors starting on once Christmas. Have, once we have the set rosters and everything, we'll just give you a little update right now. I think once yeah. we have the set, we'll give you a full like preview of like our picks to win and players to look out for that kind of thing. So today, uh, five Canadian players were essentially cut and sent home. Uh, those players were Matthew Robertson, uh, Mason Millman, Damon Hunt. Ridley Grieg, uh, Xavier Simino, uh, those were five players who were experiencing COVID symptoms and they just didn't recover after the well, two. We weeks. don't necessarily know that. They just said they're unfit to play, which could mean a lot of things. Um, it could be a bunch of things. We assume at least two of them had were positive for COVID. Um, just that's what the original announcement was that two players tested positive. And that's why the Canadian team went into quarantine for two weeks. So, um, yeah. That is true. I just assume it's COVID, but again, with unfit to play, they're really leaving it up in the air. So it's kind, of, yeah. Well, it's, um, saying, it's kind of like saying an undisclosed injury, like you don't know. Yeah. Know. Or like lower and upper body injury. Well, that could be any fucking thing. Um, <laughs> other notable names: uh, Sweden's head coach Thomas Monten got tested positive for COVID. Uh, Two guys, Reichel, and there was another guy too. William Wallinder, who I believe was a D, who I believe was a Detroit prospect, uh, both Reichel and Wallinder are unable to perform. They will not be playing in the tournament. I, be- I believe I could be wrong. It's a big loss for Germany. It's, it's a- really a big loss for Germany, and it's really too bad because they looked like they were in a good spot to compete. I think they still will, especially if uh, Stutzel and Sider are both there. I think they're going to be kind of a scary team, kind of like a. I think they're kind of taking on the role of the Swiss, how they used to be kind of like a 
kind of dark horse, quiet team. You don't really talk about them much, but they're actually kind of good. I think that'll be kind of Germany's spot now at this point. Well, it's interesting to say, I don't know if you, so I follow NHL Prospect Center on uh, Instagram, which they talk just all hockey prospects, doesn't matter the sport or anything. And they're, they're studying their World Juniors previews now. Mm-hmm. And I think it was yesterday they said that the top, the, the worst team in the tournament is Switzerland. Really? Which I thought was interesting because Switzerland has always been like, feels like the, the fifth, sixth, seventh team. Like that team that's probably not going to win it all, but it's going to steal a game or two from you and cause a few yeah. headaches. Well, I thought, isn't Austria in the tournament this yeah. year? I thought, I thought they were the worst team. That would I, make sense. I figured they'd be the worst, but I mean, maybe they're higher on Marco Rossi than the rest of us are. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, so those are kind of some names that are missing from this year's World Juniors tournament. That'll start December. It is starting Christmas. Christmas Day. Yeah, there's three games. Christmas Day. Okay, Christmas Day. So we'll have a preview coming out uh, for that one as well. Uh, I did want to discuss a little bit of some DEL with you. Are, are, we're giving you an update on our German hockey team. Uh, sure. I, I don't know if you have been paying attention as well as I have. Well, I know my boys got beat by uh, your Red Bull your Red Bull München, so I'm a little upset, but, you know, that's okay. So, so, so now we are in the Magenta Sport Cup semis that will be happening, I think, either Thursday, Friday. This week, yeah. This week. They're happening this week. Uh, my Red Bull München, 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 yeah, München. Uh, they'll be playing Dusseldorfer. Dusseldorf, yeah. Dusseldorf uh, on Friday, and yeah. if they win, they get to go to the finals for the Magenta Sport Cup on Sunday. Who's in the other semi? I believe it's uh your it's your Mannheim Eagle. Yeah, yeah, Alder Alder Mannheim. Alder yeah. Mannheim, excuse me. Against I believe it's the Wild Wing. Possibly the the swing winger, swing swinger. Uh, you have to take a look and see. But anyways, uh, you know, leading scorers Philip Kajula. He's got seven points for Red Bull. Uh, Frank Maurer. He's got five points. Kevin Wright. He's got a, a an under two GAA and a nine nineteen save percentage. What I've realized about these German hockey league games is that there's even more parity than in the NHL, where they're all one goal games. They're all close games, yeah. Uh, the other, this other semi is uh, my Mannheim Eagles and uh, Bremerhaven Penguins. Oh, Bremerhaven, okay. Bremerhaven, yeah. So they should be able to t- take them on. I, I want to be able to be betting on German hockey uh, coming up here because I really love Red Bull's chances. Uh, I love our team. Um, you know, we, we got good goaltending. We got good, good defense. I mean, I'm surprised that there isn't more scoring in those. I guess they're just really good, sound defensive teams, but I'm surprised there isn't more scoring. I think part of it's also lack of skill, if I'm being fully honest. That, like, that's fair. That's fair. Again, it's a lot of the guys in those leagues, like they're all ex, you know, they're all ex pro players, or they're 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 still pro, but they're ex like NHL, ex WHL, so they're good. But again, they're not. If they were that skilled, they wouldn't be there. They'd be in, they'd be in the KHL. They'd be in uh, the Swedish Elite League. They'd be in like other other leagues higher than the, the Dell. And the Dell's great; it's a good league, but it's not to the level other things are. I uh, had a bit of a flashback moment uh, when I was doing my research for this when I saw Chet Pickard as one of the starting goaltenders for one of the teams, and it's just like God, that brings me back to my old WHL days of watching. 
Chet and Calvin Pickard. Uh, Pickard, yeah. Playing playing against my Everett Silvertips. Weren't they in Tri City? Uh, no. I want to say one of them was in Seattle and the other one was in Tri City. Okay, yeah, I seem to remember one of them was in Tri Cities. For sure. I remember the 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 days of Carey Price when he was playing for Tri City. That's yeah, how old I am. Is only factory. Not not gonna lie. Um, yeah, come out of there. They had another goalie recently that was actually fairly good. But, yeah, that's how old I am. I can remember Chet Pickard, Calvin Pickard, Carey Price, uh, Dustin Tokarski. Tokarski, yeah. Glenn those, are like, those are all, like, world junior goalies. Pickard, Tokarski, and Price were all you know, world junior goalies. You, gotta... you know, I ha- they were doing, I think, the world juniors preview today on TSN, or their countdown, yeah. countdown show to it. When yeah. was the last time Canada had a good world juniors goalie? Was it Carey Price? No, not that long ago. Carter Hart. Oh, oh but yeah, made... yeah, Carter Hart. I forgot about Carter Hart. I don't know how I forgot about Carter Hart. No, oh, yeah. yeah, Carter Hart won 2018, yeah. Yeah, so Carter, Carter Hart. So, yeah, Carter Hart was the last good Canadian goaltender. Because, like, I remember for a while there, like, there was, like, the, the, the long, like, the Zachary Fucallis and the Malcolm Subans, uh, Scott Wedgwoods. Yeah, Fucalli was pretty good. He was all right. I think he managed to be a second-round pick for Montreal at one point. Yeah, he did. But the, the thing with Fikali is he had a better team, a really good team in front of him. That was a big part of it. He was with it. Halifax, wasn't he? Fikali? Yeah. yeah, I think. No, I'm referring more like in the World Juniors. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, he was in Halifax, which he had McKinnon and Duran in his early, like, that was his early part of his career. So, I was yeah. I was thinking about that today. It's like, Calvin, Carter Hart was the one guy I completely Hart, yeah. I think before that, it would have been, yeah, Price was good. Um, Manny, Legacy, like, that's the one I, like, that. I wasn't alive, but I remember hearing that he was, like, one of the best Canadian goalies of all time. Well, I was going to say, because Carey Price was a starter for Team Canada at one point. Well, with Leland Irvin uh, behind him, uh, Everett Silvertip starter. Um, and they had some really good battles in the dub, but yeah, um, I don't know who the Team Canada goalie this year is supposed to be. The TSA, they was up in the air. They have no. So we'll figure that out. Uh, the USA goaltending though is OP. Yeah, Uh, with fucking Spencer Knight and Dustin Wolf. Yeah, I don't think Wolfie's getting the starting job, unfortunately. But no, 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 not. No, he it's Spencer Knight's job. Spencer okay. Knight, if you haven't been paying, I believe he's playing for Harvard, uh, not for Harvard. I want to say Northeastern. He's been playing no Boston. Anyway, he's been playing for one of those Northeastern schools, and he's just been absolutely fucking killing it uh, yeah. for one of the Northeastern schools. So we'll have a preview on that coming up. Um, yeah. Any other fi- final words here coming up on the end of the podcast here? Yeah, but any, any hot any hot takes any uh, any hot takes you want to dish out here before we go, Scott? I'm gonna just spit a little little uh, a little thing. Sure. Watch my so there's a lot of years every year. I mean, this is what Ian you probably do is for Detroit. Every year I watch my Ducks prospects and I see like okay who's coming up, who's in the World Juniors, who's actually good. This is the year to watch them because you got Zegras. He's gonna be number one center for the United States. Drysdale is gonna be top pairing defenseman for Canadian team. And those are those are our two top prospects by like a long shot. So watch out for those guys. Um, 
hot take. Hot take for you. Um, wow. Uh, before before you give your hot take, I just want to say I I was checking back over the U.S. roster, yeah, and um, then I like look back and I saw like N. Robertson. I'm like, is Nick Robertson on this fucking team? And I had to search it up and check. It's like Nick Robertson's American, and he's gonna be on this U.S. team at the World Juniors. So it's, it's like, holy yeah, Jack shit. was about to be on that team too. For but me? New Jersey, Jack Hughes was about to be on that team too. I mean, Cole Caulfield, I think it's going to be on that. Yeah, team. he'll be there. Yep. Like, Alex Turcott. Oh, man. Um, your, def- your defense sucks, but you, you have a nasty. Uh, no, our, no, our defense is actually going to be pretty decent. Look at Not our. But, anyways, okay. Okay. Um, maybe that's your hot take is that our defense sucks. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the Seattle Sound we're going to soccer Seattle Sounders will win the MLS Cup Saturday night against the Columbus Crew in Columbus. They scored three goals in 15 minutes last night to beat the Minnesota United, the Loons or whatever the fuck they're called, and at the clink and Seattle won to go. They're going back to the MLS Cup, and they are gonna win Saturday night in Columbus. Well, I guess we know what you're doing Saturday night. I am definitely going to be watching that Saturday night. You know, I realize, um, as, much, I, as much as I love the Sounders, uh, I, I really just watch them a couple times a year just because I'm not a big soccer guy, but I'll watch the Sounders. And the MLS is worse than the NBA in terms of players just begging for calls. Well, I mean, are you surprised? A little bit. Like, like not everything needs to be argued, guys. Like... You, you don't have to be upset with the ref when you kick the ball out and it's the other team's possession. Like, so soccer is really hard. There's, like, there's four officials, but only one ref like calls like fouls. And that's the thing that's really difficult. It's a massive field cover. You're bound to miss things. And you're bound – it's just it's – a, it's a battle between players and referees the whole game. And I, I just I feel bad for soccer refs. It's like you have a thankless job. I – I feel like as soccer ref, you you're either calling everything or you're calling nothing. Nothing, yeah. Like you're either calling every fucking dive or you're calling none of the dives. And then the yeah. one time somebody actually like gets like somewhat hurt from a slide tackle, and he's down on the ground. It's like, sorry, I can't call that. I didn't call it earlier. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I'd rather be a hockey ref than a soccer ref. So. At least you have at least you have two of you, two of you there. So. So I'm gonna go with the Sounders. Uh, they're gonna beat Columbus on Saturday. Uh, yeah, that's my hot take. I don't even know if they're. Fa- I, I don't think they're favorite. I think Columbus is favored because Columbus is ranked higher or whatever. So right. uh, go Sounders. We'll see what happens. Saturday selections. It'll be there. It'll be there on Saturday. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. That's the end of the pod. Uh, you know, go like it, subscribe. You, you know, we got we're on YouTube now. I'm doing YouTube videos. I learned how to do stuff in Premiere, which is actually really cool. Um, who'd have thunk that I'd actually, you know, be productive? Uh, so go follow us on the. I don't even call yourself that you'd be productive like this, but I yeah. I just amaze myself every day with what I learn and what I say and what I accomplish. Keep it's, doing that, bro. Just just keep doing that. Just keep grinding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Go like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, go follow us on social media. Any any final words, Scott? Canada's winning the World Juniors. Right. I don't know.
especially when with that big that big six foot four center in the middle on their first line, he's gonna be literally unstoppable. Okay, all right. There's none of this, no time for this slander on my podcast. No, Rock uh, <laughs> is just much better than everyone else. Anyways, um, that's the pod. Thanks, Scott, for coming on. We'll do this again soon. We got a bunch of content coming out, so be sure to be on the lookout for that. Thanks very much for listening. Peace out.